Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Clone. Today's topic will be listening. How do we get your child to listen to you more? How do you start to see less screaming in the house? And how do you connect with your child in a way that your child is actually listening to you more and you guys are having fun? We all want to have fun in our home or, you know, we find ourselves yelling. Well, first, first, first come first. The what, let's talk about why your child never listens to you. Well, one of the things that I think people don't realize when you ask your child something over and over and over again, this becomes a behavior pattern where you are actually teaching that your child doesn't have to listen to you, which is, here we go into the screaming and the yelling and asking multiple times, but there's some tools that we can do to help with getting your child to listen. So we need to go back, take a step back and actually figure out what is the best way to get your child to listen to you. Well, there are some tools and tips in the trade that we can do that hopefully do work. And if not, you know, we can figure it out another way. You can email me, reach out any questions that are very specific if I don't get those needs met through this podcast. Well, first come first, only ask twice. And the third time you're going to help your child. What does that mean exactly? Help your child. Well, I don't know if you have a young child and you're asking them to come here over and over again, only ask twice, and then you're going to help them come. Or if you're asking your child to clean up over and over again, and they're not, again, only ask twice the third time, help them clean up. Stop what you're doing. These are the things that you need to do to get your child to listen to you again. Or you're just going to have this repetitive thing where you're screaming your head off. (laughs) I'm screaming, I'm I'm exaggerating, but I'm sure that's what it feels like as a parent when your child isn't listening to you. You know, but you want to make sure that when you're asking your child to do something, you're not repeating yourself over and over again, because that's where we're teaching them they don't have to listen to you. So again, we're going to ask twice, and a third time we're going to help. So for example, you know, you have a child that is, you want them to clean up their bedroom, and you're asking them over and over again. There's a couple things to take a step back. Let's look at how far are you from your child? Do you have your child's attention? That's key because if you have a child that loves to be doing screen time or something else or like really hyper-focused on Legos, guess what? They probably didn't hear you. So you want to make sure that you're on their, you're in the room that they're in first off and foremost. Like you don't want to be screaming from across the hall. And then when you ask your child, why didn't you listen to me? And they said they didn't hear you. They might be telling you the truth. And I think that's where it gets frustrating. Well, how could you not? I've been screaming, but kids hyper-focus on things. They are in one activity. They're not going to hear other things at that time. So that's something to think about. You want to make sure you're on their level. Eye contact is huge at this time. If you want them to listen to you, make sure that you have their attention or if there is like your hand on their shoulder, so they know that you're talking to them and that you, you mean business. So screaming across the way isn't is going to help. Yeah, it sucks sometimes you have to get up and like go do something or if you're cooking and you're, you're doing multiple things and then to go yell at your child, I don't know. I mean, it's hard, I get it. But like if, you, if this is your goal to listen, this is what you need to spend the next couple of weeks doing. Only asking twice, making, and then the third time helping, making sure that you have their attention um, whether it's like physical contact, making sure they're looking at you. Um, those are the things that you want to make sure that they're doing beforehand. Now, let's go into uh, some other ways that you can get them to listen to you. First and foremost, one of my interventions I like to do is when they're not listening to me, I'm like, okay, I'll stop everything. You tell me when you're ready to listen and be quiet. Sit there in silence. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, I'll wait. You're going to get their attention faster today. I, well, this morning I did a, I did a call and I was on zoom and the kids are going blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm not engaging in this to me. I said, okay, let me know when you're ready. He completely like 
stopped what he was doing and refocused and said, I'm ready, Vanessa. Okay, great. Now let's do this. Ask them when they're ready. Ask them when they're ready to like have their listening ears on. I don't know. You have a teenager, you know, if they're on their, if they're doing, um, what is it? Their, their games on their, whatever game that they're doing. Cause I think that's what they're doing now, especially with the pandemic. You know, I would go up in front of the team and ask them like, Hey, I have a question for you. You know, maybe you need to turn it off. But remember in that moment, if you have a kid that's hyper-focused on one thing, they might not be hearing you anyways. So how do you get that attention? So you have to look at proximity when you're asking, uh, making sure that they get their attention beforehand. And if they're just like plain refusal, um, what really helps is like, okay, well, if we're going to clean up, I'm going to give you two choices. Do you want to clean up the blocks or the trains? Or if you have a child, a teenager who's on screen time, well, do you need five minutes or 10 minutes of a warning before it's time to get off? Again, choices. The minute you start getting into a battle of the will, that's where it's just, everything's going to kind of go, oops, I don't even know where to go with that. And everything escalates. There are also, one of the things I want to talk about is processing. Children process information differently. So if you're asking them to do something like clean up and you keep asking it over and over again, oh my gosh, that can be overwhelming for a child. So the next thing you know, you're in an argument really quickly and you're just like, what just happened? Kids process things differently. So look at the language you're using, make it simple, make sure it's clear. Do they understand what you're asking? I mean, those are some big things that can actually really affect a child, understand what you want them to do. And if not, then you're thinking they're not listening to you when the reality is they're struggling. They didn't hear you. So on the first time you ask them to do something, stop, pause, count to three in your head. Then the second time, and then the third time. These are the things that's gonna, that are going to help, especially if a child that gets overwhelmed easily. And you know that there's a transition coming up that the child's going to have a hard time because we, we'll do another podcast on transitions because we all know those can be really difficult for some kids. But to get a child to listen, you have to follow through. You have to be consistent. You can't just be like, okay, well, I asked them to clean the table. They didn't listen the fifth time. Oh, they'll do it later. No, no, no. They have to at least do one thing. They don't do the whole table, but they have to do one thing you asked. One thing. That's it. (laughs) If you're asking them to clean the room and they say, well, later, later, I don't know, or they're not doing it. Honestly, just one thing. Listening is the key. We're not looking at cleaning the whole room. We're looking at how to get your child to listen to you. That is the, what we're doing at this moment. Following through, you have to follow through. Even if you're like, oh my God, this is, I can't believe I'm going to have to do this. This is going to be a huge argument. I'm sorry. You have to follow through. There has to be consistency or they are going to, or you're teaching, they don't have to listen to you and your words don't mean anything. And as they get older, it gets so much harder. So we got to do the baby steps. Start small, right? Clean up. Once again, ask the first time, then the second time, and then you help them. And that means, yeah, even a little one, I might put my hand on their hand and help them put a Lego and put it in the bucket. Yes, they're going to scream their head off. But you know what? They are now learning that they have to listen to me slowly. I mean, this might be a couple days of just like, oh my God, this girl on this podcast told me to do this. And oh, this isn't fun anymore. But let me tell you within three, four days of being consistent and having those boundaries, you're going to see a different relationship with your child form. There's going to be more respect. But again, you have to make sure you're on their level. You're making eye contact. They're hearing what you're saying and you have to follow through. Those are the key things to getting your child to listen to you and small baby steps first, right? If you see like the whole room is completely dirty, 
And like they have made a mess. They've dumped everything on there. Even you telling them to clean up, they might look at that room and be like, and the child doesn't even know where to start. So a lot of kids might have some executive functioning issues, which means planning, organizing, understanding like multiple step directions are really hard. So, you know, the child's playing for an hour in their bedroom, the the bedroom's trashed and you're asking them to clean it up. Then you're going to have a child, you know, have this outburst or whatever, because you know, they don't even know where to start. So things to think about is like, okay, I'm going to ask you twice. Then it's like, well, you know, do you want to clean, give the offer choices? Do you want to do the right side of the room or the left side of the room? Do you want to do this part or that part? Where should we start? Again, you know, we're, we just want to make sure that they're listening to you. And so you want to give them choices too, to kind of help get them going. You know, do you want to put away the red trucks versus the green trucks or I don't know, my dish or versus, you know, your partner's dish. Who knows? I mean, once again, it, but you have to follow through. If you just ask them to do something and you walk away, what did you just teach? You're teaching them that they don't have to listen to you. And then we go into this pattern of why does my child not listen to me? Why is he, why is he or she having these other issues going on? And it just becomes a downhill battle. So once again, offering choices. So are we going to do this first or are we going to do that? Now, if you ask a child, is do you want to clean up your room? And they say no. You have to respect that, in my opinion. Oh, well, most people's opinion because they said no, right? So look at the language again that you're using. It's time to clean up versus do you want to? If they, if you have a do you want to and they say no, you're, I'm sorry, but you're going to respect that. I think that's really important that the child understand that. Now, if you say it's time to clean up, very different message you're sending, And if they're just ignoring you, I would do it again, twice, and the third time be like, okay, I'm either going to help you clean up or you're going to do it, but at least there's some follow through. They need to understand that what you say has a backing and that you are going to be consistent. And the more that they know that you're consistent, the more they're going to listen to you. The more that you're not going to be screaming across the hall to get them where they need to go um, or X, Y, Z, or, you know, if you want to get their shoes on, you know, maybe if you ask them a couple times, once again, you're going to five or six times, A, if this is a child that can't process all that language, they're getting stressed out. All of a sudden their anxiety increases. Then they don't even know what to do. And then they're just crying on the floor. Again, ask one time, pause, time to put on your shoes. One, two, three, time to put on your shoes. One, two, three, you guys get the drift, right? And then it's like, well, I mean, they help you or can you do it yourself? And there you go. And then you just stop. And, and another thing is, if this is just not going your way, stop everything that you're doing and just say, okay, well, I'm going to sit here when you're ready to listen. We'll just, we'll wait for you and just sit there and quiet. It's okay to sit there and, you know, maybe take 20 minutes and, you know, but the key is that you, again, are consistent and the child knows that you're going to sit there for 20 minutes and sit with them until they do it, what you ask them to do. And remember, behaviors get worse before it get better, so they might escalate it. So again, sitting there, being patient, which I know is very difficult, but when the child knows like, okay, well, this isn't going to work until you're doing it, it comes around. Again, you might only have a couple days like this where the behavior gets worse before it gets better, and then the next time you ask the child to do something, guess what? They do it. And you're like, oh, that was great. That was worth it. So here are some tips just to overview again. Make sure that you only ask three times. Don't ask over that over three times because then you're just teaching you're not doing it. You have to be consistent. You have to make sure that you're following through with what you ask them to do, right? And then make sure that you are in on their eye level. You are close in proximity, that the child has your attention, that they are, that they are, that they know that you're going to follow through. 
Those are the key things. But remember, baby steps. You know, it takes time to to change behavior. It's not easy. And everybody likes to be like it how it used to be. So behaviors do come up. But again, like, you know, let me know when you're ready to listen. I hope these tips help you. Comments, questions, you can email me at Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A dot K-A-H-L-O-N at kfsschool.org. Love to hear how these tips work or, you know, and if you have any other questions and maybe some strategy isn't working for you, love to be here to help.